Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yo, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. And welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are radio for the local craft beer movement, broadcasting from our lovely AM 920 The Answer Studios in Buckhead, Atlanta, Georgia. I'm Aaron Williams. And I'm Tim Dennis. And this week, we're going off the rails a little bit, Aaron. It's crazy. It's not beer this week. I know. But it's a related beverage. This week, we're talking mead, and we're talking with Viking Alchemist Meadery. They are from Marietta, Georgia. Thanks so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Absolutely. We have the uh, triple Cosiruses Kasar- here today. Triple Cosiruses. It's like triple Cosiri, I guess we'll call them. How close are we getting on the pronunciation of the okay. last name? Super close. Okay. okay, good. Right. That's, there um, we go. You know, I'm just, I want you to feel like you're doing well. Okay, there, there you, you go. go. See, positive, look, re- <laughs> positive encouragement I'm there. just all 100% white guy, and so I just can't pronounce any, any crazy names all around here. So anyway, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, been a crazy week. Uh, it's been a busy week, I think, uh, for both of us actually. So, uh, what what you've been up to? A lot of things. I did all kinds of yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're, so you're crazy, man. You're crazy, man. Went to yeah. uh, beer release last weekend. Joni at Wild Heaven. Yep. Went over, check that out. Good stuff. Uh, nice, complex sour with a real nice tart cherry in it, which was really awesome. Nice. So, after that, grabbed uh, grabbed some lunch and some more beers, and I went to Manuel's Tavern for the first time. I've never been. Old have school. you been? I have not been. You know, and it's funny because yeah. in the TV, radio, journalism world, like that's the tavern. That's what all right. the old school journalists yeah. always go to. And I've I've never been there. I was actually. going back through my Atlanta beer history book, reading up on that some more, and saw that again. I'm like, I, I need to check that off my list as a as a beer guy. Yeah, I need to go an Atlanta beer guy. I need to do that. So cool. I uh, did that. Had a good time with it, and uh, that was kind of my week. So. Yeah. Uh, you also went to the Peach and the Pork Shop, too, didn't oh, you? Oh, I did. Yeah. I went to the Peach and the Pork Shop there in Roswell. Forgot about that one. Such, so much eating and drinking. Exactly. There, it's, so. a, it's a tough job, but, but someone's uh, got to do it. Had some beers there with them. We're actually talking to them about a future show that we're going to do yeah. on food and beer pairing. Something I hope folks find interesting. I know I do. And uh, the food there is great. No, I good. really enjoyed it. So. Good to hear. That excellent mac and cheese, which I am a mac and cheese kind of I'm a mac and cheese so. guy, too. So, yeah. You know, my kids like the craft kind, but, you know, yeah. I, got, I can't This had sharp cheddar and smoked gouda. See that's that's call my name. My kids be like, yeah. "Oh, that's gross!" Right. But I'm like, "Cause it's not the craft Give in me the, the box." box right? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But I'm like, "Oh, that's a little crust yeah. on that bad boy." That's what I'm talking about. Now we're about. talking. Exactly. How about you? How was your week? You know, funny. Speaking of Wild Heaven, uh, we actually uh, Brian Hewitt, uh, our field operative, and I just went there a couple of days ago. Uh, they had uh, they had uh, we're brewing a collaborative beer. Uh, with a British brewer for Nine Mile Station, which is the new um, kind of beer garden area that's up on Pont City Market. The rooftop, the rooftop there, thing. right? Exactly. Yeah. So what they're brewing, it's very interesting. It was actually an English, it wasn't an ESB, an English special bitter. 
or it wasn't a mild. It was kind of in between the two of those. Okay. And that was, um, I don't know if Brian can step to the mic real quick and uh, maybe help Come us out. Here, Brian. So. I think they called it an ordinary bitter. That's so what they did. So it's about yes. 3.8% is what you're looking at there. Yeah. So they had a couple of uh, guys coming in. Uh, they had a guy from England that would come in. And, it was, uh, was Ar- Arundel? Arundel Brewing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So okay. A-R-U-N-D-A-L-E-L. So I believe it's Arundel or Arundel Brewing. Uh, a lot of fun there. We talked to uh, those guys and uh, and checked it out. So we've got the video that's posted on our YouTube page and also on our Facebook if you want to cool. check out uh, Brian's work. And uh, also, uh, while we were there, I picked up some Joni, so I'm looking forward to trying that. Uh, also was able to uh, get uh, Wild Heaven Good Vice. Uh, had that uh, yesterday as I was barbecuing. So I drank a lot of that at the at the Joni release. Yeah. You know, I had Joni, but the, the Good Vice was drinking so good, I kept going back and using my tickets on that. Yeah, so and I also, actually also I had uh, Watermelon or Emergency Drinking Beer okay. for the first time. Yes. And that was fantastic. That was I could drink that all good day. Good summer drinker. A Absolutely. poolside drink, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Definitely. So uh, speaking of drinks, we have a lot of them here. We're going to ca- talk to about our Truck and Taps beers or um, meads. Meads. Meads of the uh-huh. week. Crack open a cold one. It's the Truck and Tap Beer of the Week. Woo-hoo! Craft beer and food trucks in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. I don't even think the pregame beverage I brought counts as a beer, I don't does think it? so either, so, no. So. We got a limited edition uh, beverage here that we haven't seen in the States in like 20 years. Yeah, hashtag LE. So if you were if you were drinking in the early 90s, you saw this and probably with a Jolly Rancher in the bottle. So... <laughs> So I had to go what out and pick up. Jolly Rancher, yes. That's the question. That's well. That was that's the best part about it. There. That's, that's true. You can that's get creative. True. You yeah. can make it your own. Always green apple. Green apple. See, no. Brian's a connoisseur. I'm a watermelon guy, but that's okay. That's but okay. I had to pick up a six pack just for nostalgia's sake, and uh, we opened a couple and passed them around. Absolutely. So, so. we just everyone's in suspense. What are they? This what. The, the beers. They don't know. You haven't you haven't said what it was. The Z- I said, didn't I say Zima? No, I don't I think so. I, you didn't I did say Zima. Say, now okay. said, now then, the secret well, is out. I wasn't going to tell them at all. Okay. I just had to see. I even got it written <laughs> down here. So Zima. I have Zima here. So I, I don't know why they brought it back, but it was so funny. You popped that yeah. bottle. I took a, took a drink, and it was like I was back sophomore year at a frat party in yes. New York. It was You could see you know, all the girls hanging around with their... Brightly colored from the Jolly Rancher, being exactly there, right? from there. So, and I was wearing my, you know, Doc Martens and uh, plaid and stuff. sulking in the corner. That's what but I usually wind up doing. That's okay. What this show is about? <laughs> yes. Not. It's not about Zima. It's not. This, no, this fortunately, week. no, it's not. We're talking mead. So, and yeah. Tamara, you kind of shared with us. You brought quite a few to share with us. Can you tell us a little bit about what we've got on on deck for today? Sure. Uh, so we brought uh, our antinomy, which is a cranberry. Uh, we also brought our ethereal, which is, of course, we're in Georgia, so we needed a peach. Uh, we also brought our transmutation, which is a pre-fermentation cranberry mead. And then um, our newest one out is Bliss, which is a pear almond, uh, which is our sweetest one that we have. So it ranges from a tart cherry cranberry field down to our sweetest one. Um, and then we also brought some of our experimental um, session mead, which is a 5.5% cherry limeade flavor that's also going to be canned and um, carbonated. Sounds good. Very cool. I, that was actually one of my qu- Before I forget this, you said a pre-fermentation mead. Is this a is this a non-alcoholic mead? Oh, no, this is still alcoholic. Okay, it it's, said pre-fermentation. I thought maybe that was a... so it differentiates from some of the other ones that we brought, um, where they're done in secondary. Some of the flavors okay. are added in secondary. I see. All right, gotcha. Excellent, cool. Looking forward cool. to trying those out uh, very quick. But we're trying one of your meads out that you uh, bought or that you made we, uh, brought for so us. So Brian and I do a little mead making with our beer making, okay, or we used to back when we brewed. But uh, we yeah. have one here from 2014 that we called Blood Money, which is a raspberry lime and spices. It's a pretty sweet mead. It's not one you'd sit down and get a pint of or, a, you know, a 12-ounce can of or anything, but very cold, short pour, great for an after-dinner cordial dessert thing. So Definitely. Cool. Well, let's get into headlines. 
What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. Sponsored by Your Pie Perimeter in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center across from Perimeter Mall. Yeah, so this is interesting. You actually sent this to me uh, on Facebook here before we taped the show. Uh, Brewbound and a Nielsen study, they revealed that the quote-unquote independence matters. So uh, basically what they did is they, they surveyed 2,000 people uh, examining whether 29 popular buzzwords used to market beer are actually resonating with craft beer brewers and drinkers. And some of the highest ones are, are interesting, actually. Uh, independent, independently owned, uh, that was one of the big buzzwords that people liked. Traditional, hoppy, drinkable, and my favorite, of course, limited edition. Limited. L-E. That's what it says on the Zima. That's exactly right. I see they must have had that survey when they did this, the marketing for it. (laughs) But but, but it was interesting, too, because uh, some of the lowest uh, awareness levels that people had were GABF for the Great American Beer Festival, uh, Brett, Funky, Grassy, and Mosaic. Yeah. Now, I can see where somebody who isn't necessarily a craft beer, quote-unquote, nerd would not really be stoked about the word funky. Like, yes, I want to have a funky tasting beer. Well, that's, I was talking to Ryan at Brickstore uh, one time, and he mentioned describing a beer. It's funky, cheesy, and feedy. Yeah. And if you weren't a sour or wild beer drinker, you sure wouldn't want that beer after that. Yeah. Now, so, I would have that yeah. all day long, but I know, like, most everyone else I would know would be like, right. that's the most disgusting exactly. idea I've ever had in my life. So, And probably much to the disappointment of beer geeks everywhere, the term hazy actually is not favorably viewed no. by the mass of well, craft like clear beer, beer exactly. That's so, right. but, but you know, it's funny because you, you kind of get in a bubble when you're a craft beer quote sure. unquote nerd that you, you you use words like bread and grassy and, and and hazy and those types of things to describe your beers. But really, the vast majority of people who enjoy craft beer aren't going to be swayed by those type of, of names, you know. Right. And they kind of are just on the the surface level enjoying the, the the basic craft beers, and you know, wouldn't necessarily be excited by Brett Funky Grassy Mosaic. They don't bother beer. picking it apart like we do. Ever. Exactly. They That's, just want to drink their beer. That might be a better way to go about it. Yeah. I don't know. So, interesting uh, news, by the way, too, from Ohio. Uh, they've had a craft beer boom, in fact. $2 billion increase in revenue uh, to the economy for over the past two years. So, uh, basically, it's contributed more than $13.2 billion to Ohio's economy in 2016. In 2011, the state was home to fewer than 50 breweries, and now there are more than 200. So they lifted the ABV cap uh, in Ohio recently, and that's really triggered an explosion of growth uh, for the folks up there. So good for them. Anytime they make those positive changes, it always seems to equate to growth, which excites me quite a lot due to the changes we've got coming up. Yeah, exactly. And an interesting thing, speaking of uh, uh, interesting, uh, uh, trying to create the buzz around craft beer, state of Alabama, they're using craft beer to lure investment and tourism dollars. They've had state business recruiters at the Select USA Investment Summit uh, serving the state's brands at a conference reception. So uh, good people, Avondale, Cahaba, Back 40, Red Clay, Black Forty or Black Warrior Brewing Company. Uh, a lot of those local Alabama brewers are are being served with an international and national investors looking to bring business to the state, and they're trying to help out with a little bit of craft beer. Very cool. I think that's a good idea. Absolutely. Yeah, we need to take a quick break. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio Show. Check us out at beerguysradio.com, and we'll be back in just a minute with the Viking Alchemist Meadery. Andrew and Lisa with Your Pie Perimeter here. We'd like to invite you to our store for a beer. Is there anything better than pizza? Yep. Brick oven pizza that's made fresh and paired with a cold craft beer. That's what you get at Your Pie Perimeter, located in the Perimeter Place Shopping Center by Perimeter Mall. It's the perfect place to relax on the patio with a pint, after work, or bring the family in. (laughs) 
Andrew and Lisa, I'm going to let you finish, but first, you forgot to mention the $3 craft beer specials you have every Thursday. I mean, come on, the pizza's great, but that's an amazing deal. $3 craft beer specials every Thursday. Now, go ahead and finish your commercial. Follow Your Pie Perimeter on Facebook for all of our beer events and specials. That's Your Pie Perimeter, located in Perimeter Place Shopping Center next to Chipotle. We are Reformation Brewery, celebrating the reformer in you. Locally crafted within the renowned Etowah watershed of Woodstock, Georgia, Reformation creates yeast-forward brews full of aroma and flavor crafted to last. Come see us in beautiful Woodstock, Georgia, for a tour and tasting of unique brews that you can't find anywhere else. Reformation Brewery, set beer free. ReformationBrewery.com. If you're into craft beer, you need to check out Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from the creators of Beer Guide Radio. Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to some of the best and most important brewers across the country and the world. So if you like to drink beer, pull up a chair and crack open the Drink This Beer podcast. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. What's my advice? Well, yeah. But well, here's all you need to know. Classes, nothing before 11. Beer, it's your best friend. You drink a lot of it. Women, you're freshmen, so it's pretty much out of the question. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. BeerGuysRadio.com is our website. Tim is back behind the mic now enjoying some mead, some delicious mead, which we'll get to in just a second. But first, field operative Brian Hewitt is here with a cigar in 60 or so. Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, so in the world of uh, beer, craft is where it's at. But in the world of cigars, we talk about boutique brands. Okay. And some of the boutiquiest of the boutiques are the cigars produced by Caldwell Cigar Company. Their cigars are known for interesting and perhaps thought-provoking names and artwork. So recently, I lit up uh, Caldwell's Blind Man's Bluff for a review. If you're looking for it in the humidor, it's the one with the Al Capone-era gangster on the band with his eyes smudged out. The cigar is produced in Honduras and features tobaccos from Ecuador, Honduras, and the Dominican Republic. It's a cigar with a lot of great flavor, sweeter notes of raisins, caramel, and almonds early on, and, and earthy, peppery notes that build as the cigar burns. If I were to pair this with a local craft beer, my instinct is to go with coffee. You can never go wrong with coffee and cigars. Uh, the first beers that came to mind were Orpheus's Coffee Minotaur and Monday Night Centaur, but those are a little hard to find mm-hmm. right now. So I'd probably go with a Wild Heaven Ode to Mercy or Scofflaw's Interrogation if you can find those. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Cool, Brian. That's a very good Good to know for Cigar and 60. And, of course, StogieReview.com is where you can see you as well, correct? Yes, correct. StogieReview.com. Awesome. Brian, uh, go ahead and switch back out here and uh, get Tim the microphone. But in the meantime, we've got some mead to talk about. Viking Alchemist and Meadery is joining us in the studios now. Tamara, Robin, and Brian Cosiris are here. The three Kasarai, and I'm going to totally butcher your name every single time, so I do apologize in advance. But thank you so much for, for joining us and bringing your me. We appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So now, I'm, I'm not very smart, which my wife can probably attest to pretty Enjoy much every day. Me. Yeah. So what, what exactly is mead? Uh, mead, in its essence, is honey, water, and yeast. That's easy. Yeah. Okay. So and then you, the, the honey, of course, provides the sugar. The yeast eats the sugar, creates alcohol, and yeah, basically and the same way as you get beer. I think beer, what makes so. uh, mead unique in the alcohol world is uh, our sugars are ready made. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, beer, you have to go through an awful lot of work to get to the sugar stage. And uh, fermentation with uh, grapes, you still have to crush them. So I think most of the other ones, you have to do something to get to the honey or get to the sugar, whereas honey, 
Pour it in the water and let it go. Which is probably why it was one of the very first alcohols really out there. I mean, it dates back to Viking medieval. Oh, even further. It's, you know, it's, they found it 9,000 years ago uh, yeah. in uh, old tombs, uh, some sort of uh, uh, fermented honey drink. Um, who tasted it first to uh, determine that? Uh, it had to be a guy, but yeah, it's one of those things where. Uh, hey, y'all, drink this. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> it looks like beer. Let's it was, have it. It was probably actually a machine. Machine? Okay. Oh, the aliens, yes. The aliens did it? Okay. I'm, I'm, no, I mean, lab equipment. Uh, I'm so confused, but anyway. So, anyways, uh, uh, meat is actually something that could occur naturally. Mm-hmm. If you think about it, you get some honey uh, or in a hive, the water gets in there, a wild yeast comes along, and you've got mead. Which is probably exactly the way the first meads happened. Someone had a pot of honey that got some water in there and mm-hmm. the wild yeast, and boom, there you go. There you go. Exactly. Now it can be found at Rin Fairs across the land. Yeah. So. Most likely that uh, Vikings saw goats drinking it. Well, it's true. I mean, you know, you hear about uh, tales of, of, you know, animals getting drunk on the uh, on the, the fruit that have kind of that's dropped on the ground, mm-hmm. you know, the apples and stuff that get fermented, and the deer eat it, and they get all tipsy, which is, you know, kind of fun stuff, so... Yeah. Uh, now, Definitely. craft beer is a, a pretty niche market, and we're seeing more people get into it. Mm-hmm. Like we talked a little bit earlier about buzzwords and learning the market to people that aren't quite as geeky as us. But we've noticed more mead coming up. I believe there's three meaderies in Georgia now. Uh, well, we're the only one or two in. We're the in only full time meadery. There's okay. another one who's been around longer than us, uh, and then there's two more that are in planning, and I believe they'll be opening up sometime this year. So that's something that it definitely looks like it's a it's a growing market. Is that what what you've seen as well? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, nationwide, it's growing. Uh, it's the fastest growing in terms of uh, percentage of all the craft uh, segments. Uh, still small, but uh, I mean, well over a hundred percent. In Georgia, well, we're about to have a huge boom. You know, three sure. to three from one. So sure. And uh, people ask, "Are you worried about the competition?" No, absolutely not. I mean, our biggest issue right now is what is mead. Uh, so few people know what it is. So right now, the more the merrier. Yeah. Now, do you have a lot of people that come in to, to your tasting room and, and don't know when they mm-hmm. come in what meat is, just kind of exploring it? Probably most of them. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I would say um, the majority of people that come in are really the craft beer guys are kind of our, our crowd. I mean, we, we do a lot of beer festivals for that reason. Um, the craft beer community is a lot more adventurous in what they want to taste, and they always want to try the new thing. They want to be the ones that discovered it. Um, so a lot of people that come in don't really know what meat is. So there's a lot of education in it. And we have, um, we're kind of doing more flyers and things like that. Because um, as we get busier, it's harder for us to have more one-on-one time. Sure. Um, but people really want to learn. So um, like we were talking before, the maple syrup meat is called an Acer Glen. We have a chart that's got all the different names for the different kinds of meats um, that are out there. I mean, it's been around, like we were just saying, 9,000 years. So lots of people have names for Every single different one. types of things, yeah. yeah. So the the French Canadians up north tapping that maple syrup, they had a different name for it or something. I don't know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> well, actually, we're talking about different additives that you can. I mean, basic mead is is just honey yeast water, mm-hmm. which is called a show mead. So uh, when you start adding fruits to it, and you have LMLs, and you add um, herbs and spices to it, you have methaglins and all kinds of different. Uh, you know, adding maple syrup, like you were talking about, is an acer glen. Or, you know, if you add grapes to it, it's piment. If you add hops, or I mean, uh, you do it with beer, it's a... Um, a braggot. Braggot. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it's interesting, I'm sorry, that, uh, you know, when you think of mead and you just kind of, you first hear that, you say, oh, it's honey, yeast, water, from it. okay, it's going to be really sweet. That's not the case. You know, I mean, you can get a lot of dryness out of this. The one that we're, that we're open right now is the antimony uh, that's uh, with cranberry and cherry flavor. It's a very dry uh, mm-hmm. taste to it. It's really nice. It's just a... 
you know, kind of, it's not sweet, it's not clung, it's just a nice little dry, I could, I could, you know, have a meal with this and, and really enjoy it. I'm thinking turkey dinner is what I'm turkey thinking dinner, with this bad uh, good, boy. Absolutely. Hold on to some of that for Thanksgiving, I right? think so, yeah, I think absolutely. so. But, it's uh, popular it was, at, uh, in the fall last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was one of our biggest challenges, um, is what's out there, a lot of what people have tried is at, you know, the Ren Fairs and things mm-hmm. like that, and it's all very, um, cloyingly sweet, yeah. um, has been a lot of the, the people's first impression of it. Um, so one of the big things that we tried to really challenge ourselves with is making it a, a very dry mead. Um, my sister-in-law in particular really loves dry wines. The drier, the better. You know, if it sucks the moisture out of her, then she's, you know, super Perfect, happy right? about it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we really wanted to have something that still tasted like a mead, but had that dryness to it. Um, I didn't bring the solifaction today, but our traditional mead is actually um, really dry. Um, a lot of people compare it to like a dry Chardonnay. Um so along those lines, or a dry Riesling. So it still has that honey sweetness to it um, in the flavor, but Actually, it doesn't... They compare the Chardonnay to the mead, right? There you go. Yes. The, yeah. they compare there you go. The okay. There you go. To our Get mead. Right. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Um, but yeah, so that was our biggest thing, is, is we wanted to have a full range of not only different flavors, but also different range of sweetnesses. So that way we can really showcase what mead can do out there um, to really change people's opinions on on what, what they're used to. And that's... Uh... You know, speaking of the meat and the styles and that, it's it's something that uh, probably not a great example, but like sour beers from the beer world. People mm-hmm. say sour beers, and that just covers so many things. And it seems like with ninety nine percent of mead drinkers, that's probably the same for that. They say mead, and that's everything. But like you said, there's a huge variation there that you can go. Or you know, we're talking about session meads. You know, cans and carbonation versus non, and that. So just as many variations as there are with with beer. You know, you're starting with the base of honey, but that can really be in a lot of them, the honey, water, and yeast, the only similarity in yep. what you have there, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Now, speaking of the honey, how much does it take? I bet you go through a lot of honey. We do. Correct? <laughs> yes. So uh, let, let's say just an example to produce a, a gallon of mead. How much honey do you think you use there? Uh, just for one gallon of mead, you'd use, well, it depends on if uh, what the either sweetness or alcohol level you want, mm-hmm. but you'd use uh, a quarter less. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. That's so not as much not I thought it would be, there. but yeah. still, that's, that's when you're scaling that up. I guess that's that 25%, up. though. Yeah. Well, well, it's 20 to 25%. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We typically go for a gravity of about uh, 1.1 to 1. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And and do you own an apiary? Is that what they're called? An ap- we, an ap- yeah. An apiary yeah. for the bees, We have yes. a small one that's growing. Uh, it provides a little bit of our honey. Uh, but beyond that, we uh, uh, we only buy local honey. Uh, Georgia honey, which apparently is extremely good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've taken it around the country, and other people have commented specifically about the uh, flavor of the honey. So, uh, Awesome. Yeah. We'll talk more about that in just a minute, but we do need to take a break. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio, and we're talking with the Viking Alchemist Meadery. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Jason Pellet, brewmaster at Orpheus Brewing. You're listening to Beer Guys Radio. Eat it, Scott. You couldn't do that. The Beer Guys are back right after this. Hey, it is Aaron with the Beer Guys, and we are talking craft beer from the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market. If you are getting together with the crew this weekend, you need to skip the grocery store, head to the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market to pick up growlers, or yes, they've got crowlers too, of the craft beer you love. It is a great place to spend the summertime with craft beer, barbecue fixing, fresh local meats and cheeses, all of that great stuff. They make hanging out with the friends on weekends easy. Make sure to grab some local beers from Creature Comforts, Omaha. Southern Arches, Monday Night, Sweetwater, 
all of the great Georgia breweries that we have. Of course, it's beer drinking season, but it's also grilling season. And the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market has you covered with all things Big Green Egg. They've got grills of all sizes and all the accessories. Seriously, they've got everything you need for a great barbecue. It is quite simple. If you like craft beer, you have to visit the Stout Brothers Smyrna Beer Market. It's in the Smyrna Market Village. And check out thestoutbrothers.com for the tap list. That's thestoutbrothers.com. And let them know the beer guy sent you. The Columbus Craft Beer Bash is coming soon. It's a celebration of all things local, local food, local music, and, of course, local craft beer. The Columbus Craft Beer Bash, June 24th from noon to 5 at Chattahoochee Harley-Davidson in Columbus. Sponsored by Cerrone's Brick Oven Pizza and the Columbus Beverage Superstore. A portion of the proceeds goes to Paws Humane Society. Tickets are $45 and going fast. Just go to beerbash.brownpapertickets.com. Beerbash.brownpapertickets.com. Here at the Beer Guys Radio Show, we love to bring you the stories behind the craft beer that you love. And we'd be grateful if you took the time to check out our Patreon site. It's at patreon.com slash beerguys. If you choose to become one of our donors, you'll get some awesome swag, including t-shirts, glasses, and some stickers, too. Thanks again for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We are really happy that you have enjoyed this show. And please subscribe, tell a friend, and head to patreon.com slash beerguys cheers it's aaron and tim the beer guys if you're like us no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer which is why truck and tap in downtown woodstock is always on our list tim why do they call it truck and tap well the tap part is easy they have 12 of them bottles too not sure what to drink all of their beer servers are cicerone certified and if you got someone who isn't a beer fan not to worry truck and tap carries wine mixed drinks and even handcrafted sodas as for the truck part well that's when it gets interesting truck and tap features your favorite atlanta area food trucks daily that way, you're getting a different menu every day. Check out Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guy sent you. Ahoy there, mateys. Hunting whales? We've got you covered with Tim's Whale of the Week. Yar, Tim, what do we have this week? we got some good stuff. So uh, Sweetwater just okay. yesterday released their first uh, fooder beer yes. there at the Woodlands. So it is called Cambium. That is a mixed fermentation sour ale aged for six months in American oak fooders. So Excellent. go check that one out. And also Coffee Absentium from oh, yeah. Scofflaw. So they were bottling earlier this week. As we tape this, it should be just about bottled up, but that one's going to hit. So keep an eye. If it hasn't already, by the time you hear this, it will. Yes. So that's the one you want to get. JP and Nathan, save us some. That's it. Yeah, we'll get it. <laughs> that's all right. Exactly. So well, that's cool. it. That's what we got this No, week. we got some good stuff out there. So speaking of good stuff, we are back with the Viking Alchemist and Meadery. Tamara, Robert, and Brian Casiris are joining us in the studio today, and I completely butcher their names again. I blame it, however, on this. You keep saying Viking Alchemist and Meadery. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to, right? It's Viking Alchemist Meadery, correct? Viking Alchemist. Well, I would, I would prefer it to be yeah. and Meadery because then I, I can come in and get some gold. Like from like my, they can, they can do some Alchemist alchemy, and Meadery. And then they can get some mead. It would yes. be even better that way yes. if that's the case. So. Right. We make gold. And honey wine. That's right. So, yes. and that would be just fantastic. We do make gold. It's in that glass. It there is. You know exactly. What? That's it, right? This is your bliss that uh, you open up during the break, uh, and it's got uh, almond and pear. And it, you're right. It is liquid gold. And Tim, Brian, and I are, are, are raving, raving about this. This is, this this is, is my is. favorite one that I've tried so far. I like this a lot. And, to, you know, we talked, uh, Tamara, we were talking a little bit about kind of has a little cherry aroma, like, you know, sometimes the maraschine as well. And it reminds me, I, I know I'm not going to say this right. I think it's called Orgeet, but it's yep. a syrup that you use in Mai Tais that's an almond uh, thing. And uh, 
I could make cocktails with this. Really I could, could. I could make an air freshener with this, a little cologne, dab it behind the ears, you know, and drink it. Just too. open up a bottle. It's multi-purpose. It. Exactly. It does so much. It does so. so it's like you know, yeah. some people have their uh, their uh, their can, their box of uh, baking soda, you know, to right. keep I have just open up your meat, bottle of this right. weed, and you're, you're good to go. <laughs> so yeah. are Absolutely. you saying Perfect. we should probably charge more for this, or just you should charge everybody else more, and then just give us some? Community service should just be free. Exactly. That's what I think so too. So, but to tie back into what we were saying just before the break, we were talking a little bit about you know having your own apiary and that so because you do own your own apiary or a small one that allows you to be qualify as a farm winery in georgia correct so uh for those that don't know tell us a little bit about what benefits you have by qualifying for that as a farm winery uh well one of the things we could self-distribute but uh, we decided that's uh not in the cards for us Mm -hmm. uh you uh can sell straight out of your uh uh, tasting room just like the beer guy is going to be able to do shortly uh, we could have up to five satellite tasting rooms. Um, I think that's the high point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And you're also able to sell other alcohol cups, right? Uh, we're able to sell other farm wineries. Okay. So actually, I talked to the guys up in Mercier Orchards. Uh, we're going to be doing some mead-based cider. Oh, it's called Sizer. Right. Okay. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. So I don't want to really compete with the uh, cider people in town. No. Uh, they make really good stuff, so. We're talking about the guys in Mercier, and maybe uh, we'll do with something with Urban Tree, or we'll just do a bond swap, basically. Here's some of mine. You give me some of yours. Okay. We'll put them in the tasting. Gotcha. Very cool. Now, now again, you know, when we talk about to uh, craft brewers and beers, of course, there's so many differences between the ingredients that they make. Um, honey, of course. You know, there's a lot of different, a lot of subtle differences in honey. And uh, we were talking in the break as well, Robin, that uh, Georgia honey is apparently very well regarded uh, in that factor. Yeah, we kind of found that by accident. Uh, we went to the Mazer Cup in uh, just outside of Denver, Colorado, uh, last March. And uh, one of the nights they had a big mead mixer. There were probably a couple of dozen meaderies uh, who were uh, serving their uh, uh, their various products. And uh, we had our solifaction there along with some others. And we had a number of people come up with just unsolicited comments asking us, you know, where did, where did you get the honey? Just local Georgia honey. It was distinctive enough that people felt yeah, they commented about it. I think one of the big things was that it was um, Georgia wildflower honey, so mm-hmm. it's not a specific varietal or anything like that. And um, one of the comments that they had said is is in some of the other states, when you get wildflower, it doesn't have as much flavor to it, whereas um, here we seem to have wherever the, the bees are roaming, uh, the flowers that they're using is just got a lot more depth of flavor to it. It just really makes a big difference. Well, I know that the Savannah Bee Company has really exploded over the years, too. Of course, they're just, of course, regular honey products. But I know, um, you know, four or five years ago, they're just some little little store in Savannah. But now they're just, they're, yeah. they're, I see them all over the place now. So yeah. it's nice. Yeah. They're looking to open up some new stores, too. Yeah. So there now, you. since you do use a wildflower honey, um, can you see a lot of variation? From batch to batch, I want you to. How hard is it to to make sure that from batch to batch you're putting the same product out? One thing I found is that uh, uh, honey doesn't necessarily drive the flavor of the mead as much as yeast selection and temperature through fermentation, toast fermentation handling, uh, how clean you make it afterwards, other various processes. Uh, the honey is really just a, a starting point for your mead, and I think that. Uh, a lot of our production techniques will uh, uh, kind of mitigate the, uh, the the differences in varietals, and also, their bees are generally getting the stuff, the honeys from the same sources time and again. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fairly lazy animals when they don't want to find new sources if they don't have to. So, yeah, that's true. They yeah, they don't want to fly three miles and they've got flowers right here. They're you good. Know, <laughs> I mean, they're, 
the interesting thing about the honey pl- is yeah. it it, uh, it it lends a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, you taste the different honeys. Like I did four different uh, experiments with just straight up honey, just regular show mead when we started out, and the honeys taste very different. There was orange blossom, there was wildflower, uh, clover, and uh, but when it's fermented, you know, and we let it ferment to dry, so there's no more sugars. Uh, you really didn't get the the honey flavor anymore, hmm. but it leaves a character behind. Uh, like if we make our skull, our cherry, the first time we ever made it, we made it with a premium honey we got from our supplier, and it is very different than the skull that we make now with wildflower. So the honey has a difference. It plays very nicely with other. Is it doesn't overpower if you do it right, and uh, and that's what we try to do with our meads. Is try to we don't want it to be a bucket of honey. Yeah, uh, well, right. That's some of where the alchemy comes in too. Is the uh, during the fermentation, things happen, you know. Um, I think one of the big ways to kind of show that is we had our antinomy earlier. So that's a secondary. Um, we, we add the cranberry and the tart cherries in the secondary, um, whereas the transmutation, we add cranberry during the fr- fermentation. But if you see, there's no red color left mm-hmm. because it goes through the fermentation, mm-hmm. whereas there's still plenty of red color left in the um, antinomy because it doesn't go through a full another ferment. ferment. So are these two the same with the exception of when the uh, fruit addition is added to those? Essentially. Yeah, essentially. essentially. Well, okay. that, the Intimi also has the tart cherry in it, whereas the transmutation doesn't. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so it almost seems like your your meat is almost like a, sort of a base where you guys can, can experiment and play off of other things as well. So it's not necessarily the, the, the honey, like you said, the honey flavor. You just want that base alcohol flavor uh, that you've got profile, but then you can also... Put different things in it to just kind of really, really crank it up and make it, make mm-hmm. it flavorful. Yeah, so no, I've tr- tried some. Go ahead. It's just truly amazing to me. As I'm sure it's the same in the beer world, uh, where you start off with this basic that's honey, water, and yeast, and mm-hmm. there's just a million and one permutations yeah. to to go with after that. As uh, you know, the the possibilities are essentially endless. And in the end, if you're if you're diligent and you know you uh, take care of it well, you're going to make a good product. Yeah. Now you've got to, most of your meads are hanging right around that eleven percent mark. Is that fairly normal for 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 meads uh, as far as ABV goes? I don't think there's a normal. Okay. Um, uh, there are reasons to stay under fourteen percent just because of well, taxes yeah. and you know, the, the government and all. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we are at eleven percent just because it's a comfort zone. Uh, mm-hmm. The amount of honey that we put into the uh, to the batch, uh, the gravity that we start at gets us to an ending gravity that uh, is right around eleven and a half percent. And then once we're done with uh, secondary, it's net 11, 11 and a half range. Okay. Uh, and we just feel like that's kind of a nice ABV. Uh, you'll get a nice buzz off of it, but it, uh, you know, drink a bottle won't knock you off the bar stool. Sure. That's very yes. important for me. Speaking of ABV, we talked a little bit earlier, I think maybe maybe off air, but you actually have a session mead that yes. you're working on, right? So lower, what kind of ABV and kind of what's the differences there going so, for that? Um, well, the big thing is that we want them to be um, portable, more portable than already we're doing right now. Um, so it's uh, it's going to be gluten-free. It's also, I mean, all of our meats are gluten-free, so that's really nice. Um, they're all naturally gluten-free. Um, we use natural products. Um, but the sessions in particular are um, going to be carbonated, and they'll be in cans um, and under 6%. So so a session for us, I mean, is 6%. 6%. Is a normal yeah. <laughs> beer. But still, you can, right. take your meat, you can take your meat with you as you right. uh, go session hiking and all that kind of stuff. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a quick break right now and be back with the Viking Alchemist Meadery. You're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show, beerguysradio.com. We'll be back right after this. Hey, this is Nick Knock, head brewer, Sweetwater Brewing Company. Welcome to the Beer Guys. The Beer Guys are back right after this. 
Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery, but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're CRL Contracting, and we build breweries. We are the most experienced contractors in the state of Georgia when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding current breweries. If you've been to Orpheus, Second Self, or Scofflaw, then you know what kind of work we can do. Just give us a call at 678-546-3382 or visit crlcontracting.com for more information. CRL Contracting. We build breweries. crlcontracting.com. If you're into craft beer, you need to check out Drink This Beer. It's a podcast from the creators of Beer Guys Radio. Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams talk to some of the best and most important brewers across the country and the world. So if you like to drink beer, pull up a chair and crack open the Drink This Beer podcast. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Aaron from the Beer Guys Radio Show, and it is summer, and it is time to talk about barbecue. Yeah, the Nest in downtown Kennesaw is the destination for not only some amazing barbecue, but it's one of the best craft beer spots, OTP or ITP. And if you're hungry for some barbecue to go along with that craft beer, you know you need to be at the Nest Summertime, like I said, it is here. Celebrate the season with friends and family while sipping on a Georgia-made beer on their 2,000-square-foot patio. Try some brews from some of your favorite breweries like Creature Comforts, Jekyll, Omaha, Red Brick, Reformation, Dry County, so much more. Go check it out. They've got awesome barbecue. 59 taps pouring the best craft beer from Georgia and around the world. Coffee and wine, too, for those who like that kind of stuff. What else do you want? It's The Nest in historic downtown Kennesaw on Cherokee Street Northwest. Check out their current beer list and menu at thenestkennesaw.com and let them know the beer guy sent you. It's time for Jay's Spectacular Soda segment on the Beer Guys Radio Show. And because we believe in the power of nepotism here at the Beer Guys Radio Show, I have once again brought my son, Jay, onto the show to test some soda. I find that funny because now I know what it means. That's good. I'm glad to see that you're learning, even though you're on summer break. Yeah. So last week, last time we did this, it was not a good soda. Which one was it again? Ranch dressing soda. So this time, I think we've got a little bit better one for you. This is sparkling grapefruit soda. And who makes it? Uh, Red Hair Brewing Company. Now, Red Hair Brewing Company, of course, is a brewery here in the Atlanta metro area. They're out of Marietta, Georgia. But something that they have made are a couple of different sodas. They've got a root beer, and they've also got this grapefruit soda. Do you like grapefruit anyway? Um, sort of, kind of. Like... Yeah, as a fruit, it's fine? Yes. Okay. Well, cool. Why don't you crack that open and see what you get? This is actually openable. Surprising to the outside, it doesn't look very pinky. I thought it would. Yeah, you would think it's pink, but it's not. It's actually quite clear. This kind of looks like the ranch dressing soda. Hopefully it doesn't taste like that. It smells very citrusy, like grapefruit. <laughs> That's good. It's like a tropical Sprite, I think. Mm-hmm. So can you taste the grapefruit in there? Yes, I can. Yeah, is it very fresh and refreshing? Yes, refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. Good deal. Now, would you recommend this to a, to a friend? Yes, totally. Fair enough. So between the rating of one star and McDonald's French fries, where would this one go? Oh, this would probably have to go to Dank Memes. Very good. Jay Williams, thanks so much for helping me out. Got you, Dad. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand. Now, back to the Beer Guys radio show. And welcome back to the Beer Guys radio show. Join us on social media, Beer Guys Radio on Twitter and Instagram, Beer Guys Radio on Facebook. All Check that stuff. Out. Yeah. We yeah. are talking to the Viking Alchemist Meadery from Marietta, Georgia. There you go. And we are drinking. Yeah, that's that bliss has that got bliss me. Has got, got me exactly. blissful there. So, uh, but we have moved on to Sonic Boom now, right? So, why don't you tell us about this one? 
so this is the uh, session mead that's still kind of an experimental. Um, but our plan with these is that it's going to be in a can. So that way, you know, you can take it to the beach, take it for a hike, you know, um, for the people that might be more sensitive and looking for an alternative to um, a cider because they're looking for gluten-free or something like that, that definitely falls into that category. Um, it'll also be carbonated. Um, so our first offering here is called Sonic Boom. It's a cherry lime flavor. And it's at uh, five and a half percent. So there's a, this one, you get a lot more color and the fruit in this to me. It's it's a lot more out there. The The carbonation's light, just a little twinge. We were talking about that. Uh, that's uh, you're, you're highly opposed, right, to carbonation. I personally am not a big fan of carbonation. Okay. So it's really up to the others whether or you not. You overruled her. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I mean, yeah. whether yeah. or not it's good because oh, okay. it's all bad to me. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> do you have Viking battles to make business decisions at the meadery? Please Sometimes. tell me you do. Yeah. Yes. I'm the only one with Excellent. armor. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm not surprised the, by that. Got the advantage that's, there. That's so. right. That's right. So yeah. So um, you know, you had these in the cans. Um, also, you uh, also mentioned that uh, you're possibly thinking about doing some sodas as well. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, that's Robin's. A, uh, I was introduced. Maybe? There's a guy up in the northeast that uh, does honey-based sodas, and I thought this is perfect because mm. uh, one of the things we want to do is keep that honey theme going, and uh, ultimately we want you know when we have a tasting room that's bigger than a bedroom. Uh, we would like to have it to be uh, friendly, family friendly. Sure. Okay. So there's something there for everybody, including the kids. So I'm thinking, uh, just like the cherry lime, uh, lightly carbonated, uh, obviously not alcoholic, uh, honey based for the uh, sweetness, and uh, just something different. Definitely. Well, my son Jay does our soda reviews for us, so uh, let us know. He'll do. He'll drink your soda, and hopefully, it's better than the ranch soda that ranch he had. Ranch dressing soda. Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, there's a soda shop in Decatur that's got they had ranch dressing and like a full like turkey bacon dinner and, and bacon like crazy soda. stuff. It was there is a yeah. phrase that says just because you can doesn't mean you right should. exactly yes. absolutely. My poor son, he did not like wow. Ba- yes, I was I tortured him a little bit, but is that's it, okay. Do you, do you have it along like with a salad soda? You would or? think so. You'd want to have like a baby. Yeah, that's maybe a, you can that's have some, a full meal there. You have just some have some crouton your, sodas and some yes. tomatoes and some yeah exactly. Bacon soda. This Yummy. salad needs something. Where's that bacon soda? That's right. Yeah. Uh, bacon. Yeah. Uh, so this weekend we're actually doing um, for Father's Day uh, we do a mead candied bacon. Um, okay. So those will be given away to the fathers out there, and then we also doing a mead candied bacon jam for nice uh, with purchase. That sounds so, good. Yeah. That sounds awesome. Definitely. So well uh, supplies last. Well supplies last. Hashtag <laughs> yeah. yes. So so if there's any way uh, that uh, folks want to kind of keep a hold, uh, keep in track of you, and see how things are going with the Viking Alchemist Meadery, how should they get in touch with you? Uh, well, you can get in touch with us through um, our website, uh, VikingAlchemist.com. We also have Facebook, Viking Alchemist. Um, uh, Twitter is VA Meadery. It is. It is yeah. VA Meadery. Yeah. I, just, yeah. I just tagged you that just uh, today. So, yes, it is. Yes. And uh, Instagram is uh, Viking Alchemist. Excellent. Excellent. So, well, you know, we would wrap up the conversation right now, but I do want to kind of transition a little bit because you guys were all home brewers before uh, starting, quote, unquote, being pro, correct? Right. So... Now, oh, if there's, we do have some home. Well, yeah, the, the, the he was a very bad home brewer. Oh I wow, was, <laughs> she was fired. Just tell it like it is. I, there, I tasted so. it all. There yeah, you go. Yeah. That's, my, I'm, first, I'm with you my first attempt was a swamp. It was bad. Okay, uh, we had to we had to dump it. All. Yes, I think that though you know we've talked about this before. It's like if it tastes like beer, I think you've had made an accomplishment. It may just be horrible beer, but at least if it's got that kind of, oh, yeah. It tasted like beer, but his first homebrew was a wine. So. Oh, well, that could be yeah. a slight problem, too. <laughs> yeah. <That's>, yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, um, you know, if there's any homebrewers out there that uh, want to start brewing some mead, uh, what are some tips that you guys have? Uh, well, the, the obvious start. tip is just do it. Yeah. 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 Uh, we're on a couple of uh, 
uh, well, homebrew uh, forums on Facebook. And uh, there's a lot of guys that ask a lot of very technical questions, a lot of people who say, oh, I'm thinking of doing this, and they'll ask 100 questions. And the reality is, get yourself some honey. I mean, when the first stuff we made was honey we bought at Sam's Club. Now, I'm not suggesting it, but it's not a, a bad A lot of those thing. bears that you kind of, you know, the, the, the bears. Oh, the squeeze the bears, right? We actually sell the honey that we use uh, so you can come by and get some. Yeah, make a gallon of it. Put some honey in the water. Uh, you know, a uh, basically a four to one mix will get you a nice dry uh, pitch, uh, some Lalvin D forty seven, and let it do its thing. And you can probably get all that stuff at your local homebrew supply Absolutely. store. Yeah, yeah. Hell, There's even a we were talking just before the show, uh, Robin, about the Joe's Ancient Orange Mead. Right. And there's a lot of homebrewers that start with that. They, they actually use Fleischmann's yeast for this yeah. one. Oh, Fleischmann's wow. bread yeast. Oh, yeah. So yep. if you can, you can get everything you want at the grocery store. To make this one, you know, yeah, so yeah. if you, it, it's not you can't be as refined or delicate with that one. But if you want to see, hey, can I ferment honey and water into mead? That'll get it just done. Don't for stress you, over so. it. Yeah. It's the the cool thing about mead is because you know, what gives it all its variety and all its possibilities is that it's at heart a simple thing, right? And if you want to get into it, don't stress over it. Get, you can get yourself a gallon jug. You know, drink all the apple juice, and then you got an, a gallon jug. Uh, for an airlock, you can stick a balloon on the top. Uh, you can do it really, really simple, but just do it. And if you got any questions, come on by or PM us there or whatever. You go. Easy we're, enough, right? Our, our homebrewers are the basis of craft. We love to talk to those guys. I yeah. tell you, you don't have to do as much work as it takes for you beer guys. I mean, you got to boil stuff, and it's like you're actually cooking something. Nah, yeah, you don't have yeah. to do that. I can I can testify to that because we've done we've occasionally done a mead when we had a beer day planned and we just don't have time. We're like, we don't have time for this. And they're like, well, let's, you know what, let's do a mead. And I'd say from start to finish, within an hour, I can have a five-gallon batch. Still not very clear going, what sparging so. is. So. Sparging your <laughs> You got to sparge your mead. It's important. <laughs> is it hazy, though? That's the question. You got to rinse on some juicy grains that's there. Right, that's so. right. So, so mead, mead, mead very today. good, very easy to make. Excellent. And a very low uh, barrier to entry. Yes, but like most things, though, it's very easy to make, but very difficult to perfect. Yeah. Right? Well, sure, but yeah. you got to start somewhere. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, very cool. People drink my first batches, then I started drinking my own stuff. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's how you do it. That's right. Yeah. Everyone loves it though when it's free. That's always one. Hey, that, that, that is the big <laughs> thing right there. It's like, oh, this is great because I don't have to pay for it. <laughs> I make this alcohol in this apple juice jug with a balloon on the top. Come try it. So. <laughs> make sure you put a smiley face on the yes. on the balloon so when it blows up. up. <laughs> Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Thank you for having All us. All right, let's check out this week's hot list. Time for the hot list. The beer guys have the scoop on what's going on next week. Brought to you by CRL Contracting. We build breweries. CRLcontracting.com. That's hot. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go first today. I'm going to be crazy because my you notes go, are here and I'm here because I've got, because the, you best got the notes event, together this week. All I have right. the best event I've ever Do had. You now. All right. Black Market Haggis is coming to Wish You Were Beer Campus 805. Now, now their tagline says it tastes better than it sounds. And all I'm going to say is I hope so. I I wanted to comment at the beginning, but I'm like, you know, I'm going to let this finish before. Yeah. I'm so, going to let you finish. So, <laughs> so this evening at Wish You Were Beer at Campus 805, they're having Black Market Haggis. 
Let me know how it is. Um, I'm going to let you guys be the guinea pigs first. Whoever survives this event, drop us a line. That's right. And let us know how it was. That's right. And uh, also tomorrow, of course, is Father's Day. So buy your father a beer. Uh, Back 40 Beer Company is having a Father's Day brunch and uh, all that good stuff. Uh, Dash Stahl Beer House on Monday is having a Catawba Pint Night. So if you're looking for your peanut butter jelly time, there you go. Brisket dinner at Green Bus Brewing in Huntsville. That's uh, going on as well on Wednesday. And you know, it's funny. I, I say this because we just had, I just had somebody spell brisket in the weirdest way I've ever seen in my entire life. It's okay. B R I S Q U E T. Okay. It's the French version, I believe. It's brisket. brisket. Exactly. I just I saw Smoked my. Smoked brisket. Wee oui, wee. Oui. It was terrible. Anyway. Served and, on a baguette. Yes. And finally on Friday, Mad Molten Huntsville. You know, we talk about tap takeovers all the time at pizza joints. Well, Mad Malt is having a pizza takeover at a brewery. So Uncle Matios is okay. going to be there, and I, I thought that was very clever. Heck yeah. So Do it up, man. Have you had haggis before? No. I had haggis. Good for at you. Five Seasons. <laughs> okay. So they do uh, they do an event where they did it, and it was really good. Speaking of Five Seasons, we should have mentioned this in our news Oh, segment, yeah, definitely. But we'll throw this in since we thought of it. Earlier this week, we got news that Five Seasons North and Alpharetta closed. Wow. So it was uh, quick and unexpected. They said they've been getting offers on their building for years and years. And with the escalating market in Alpharetta, they got an offer they couldn't refuse. Exactly. So, so thanks, Five Seasons thanks. North. That's we appreciate awesome. it. And Westside and Prado are still open. So of course. Still five seasons. Of course. What's going on in Georgia? Georgia. So let me tell you about it. So today and tomorrow, Wrecking Bar continues their sixth anniversary celebration weekend. We've seen the beer list. Uh, it's oh, wow. amazing. Yeah. So have to get out there and check that out. Uh, Sunday, as Aaron mentioned, it is Father's Day. We've got Sunday Fun Day at Your Pie Perimeter. There's also a Father's Day event at Terrapin, Donuts for Dad at Reformation Brewery, and a special Malts and Vaults at Oakland Cemetery with Orpheus Brewing. On Wednesday, we have Team Trivia at Your Pie Perimeter, and there's One Off Wednesday at Red Brick. Thursday, Creature Comforts Comedy Night and Pint Night at Your Pie Perimeter, as always, with a featured pint for only $3.14. And next Saturday, we have Brick Store Pub's 20th anniversary. And down south a little bit, uh, Columbus, Craft Beer Bash. Wow, that's coming up already. That's crazy. It is. Go, go, go. Definitely. For a full list of events, check out our calendar at beerguysradio.com. But right now, it's time for a giveaway. Tim, giveaway to giveaway. Who do we got? Our winner this week is Manuel Lewis. Webster? Manuel Lewis. (laughs) Oh, Emmanuel Lewis. You know, I ran into Emmanuel uh, to Webster in a casino gift shop in Vegas. That's awesome. So anyhow, <laughs> sorry, Manuel <laughs> Lewis is our winner this week, and uh, please drop us an email to beerguys at beerguysradio.com. Thank you for subscribing. We appreciate it very much, and uh, we'll get a cool swag pack out to you. Definitely. So just visit beerguysradio.com and sign up for This Week in Georgia Beer. You'll w- get a weekly newsletter with all the happenings in Georgia Beer, and you'll also be entered to win our weekly swag pack, just like Manuel Lewis won. So coming up next week, I'm excited. Uh, we've got uh, Rome's first brewery. We do. Yeah. Phantom Horse Brewing will be in the studio Phantom with us. Phantom Horse Brewing. That'll be exciting. It's be cool. Definitely. So in the meantime, check us out at beerguysradio.com and on the socials. Don't forget to drink local. Happy Father's Day. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're on demand via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Always online at BeerGuysRadio.com. Aaron and Tim are back next week with more about the amazing world of craft beer. Cheers. The Beer Guys Radio Show on the Beer Guys Radio Network. BeerGuysRadio.com.